Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to AM 1320 WARL, Attleboro, Providence. It's Revolution Recap, a weekly review of the New England Revolution and Major League Soccer on WARL 1320 The Drive with your host, Sean Donahue. Welcome to Revolution Recap. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. reviewing the latest action of the New England Revolution in Major League Soccer on AM 1320, as well as over the internet at 1320thedrive.com. Joining me today in studio is Craig Pion and New England Revolution rookie defender and Cranston, Rhode Island native Michael Parkers. And last night, the Revs were coming off a 4-2 win over the Metro Stars. Uh, the Revs got off to a very fast start with Jose Cancela scoring the goal in just 22 seconds in. A uh, fantastic goal from about 25 yards out. And then the Metro Stars in the second half, uh, within a minute, came back and took the lead uh, 2-1. And then the Revs came back and managed to win the game uh, by a score of 4-2. It was a great game. Uh, as, far, as far as the opponent, the Metro Stars have been on a five-game unbeaten run, so it was definitely a team that's been doing well recently, and it was great to get a win against a team like that. Having their momentum, uh, especially starting a team in the Eastern Conference like that, it was good. Um, overall, I, I personally don't think they played, you know, too well, especially for those 60 minutes. You know, they were lapsing at the much size, you know, controlled the midfield a little too much, but um, the character of the team definitely showed through in the final 20 minutes. Um, you know, especially after Heaps got that goal, just ignited the crowd, ignited the team. They came back, you know, Rose scored, you know, the game winner, and Newman with the, the insurance goal at the end. And with the Metro Stars, they have two very creative players, and uh, Amado Guevara and Yuri Jorkioff, and... Uh, for a guy like Michael, what is it like to be a rookie in the league defending against two experienced players who are so skilled with the ball at their feet? Uh, definitely a difficult task. Uh, those guys are extremely skillful. Um, you have to stay right on top of them. You can't give them any space. Uh, and if you do, they punish you. Um, you know, they've been around the league for a while. They know all the tricks of the trade, and uh, it's a difficult situation for sure. And Ante Razov was a late game scratch for the Metro Stars, and uh, Sergio Galvan Ray was his replacement. Uh, Ray used his speed to cause some troubles with the with the Reds' back line at the time, but uh, he, he's a different player than uh, Ante Razov, who's more experienced in the league, and Gavin Ray hasn't been off to the best start since coming over here uh, as the king of goals. He hasn't scored as many goals as you'd hope you'd get out of him, and he's even been named uh, one of the worst buys in the league so far, but what is it like defending against a guy like, like that who's coming up at you? Uh, that was the first time I had the opportunity to play against Galvin Ray. Um, you know, earlier in the season against the Metro Stars, he wasn't playing. So, um, yeah, that was definitely a different look uh, for them. Um, with Ibrahim out, um, you know, Galvin Ray is definitely not as quick as Ibrahim, so it was a step down in that category. But um, I thought he played a good game. He makes good runs, um, times his runs well, and he's a, he's a tricky player. So it was it was difficult. He made uh, he got that second goal. Um, so he's a good player. In mid-game, the Rebels made the substitution of Avery John in for, I, I believe it was, Connor Smith. Connor Smith. Yeah, Connor Smith. And at that point, Joey Franchino moved up to the midfield. Joey Franchino had been playing left back. Uh, is it hard to make an adjustment like that in the middle of the game, to switching up and having Avery John as your defensive partner? And uh, uh, right there in the first play, that, that's when the Metro Stars got their two goals. But it, it seemed to work out in the end. But at that point, is it kind of hard to just go right in there and make that change? 
Um, it can be a little difficult, but um, you know, for my situation, it doesn't matter who's playing on the left. Um, I think you know, it wasn't Avery's fault that they they scored those goals. I mean, we just we were just too flat as a team, um, and it was just coincidence that it happened at the same time. I think um, Avery and Joe are both great players, interchangeable, um, and I'm confident with whoever's on my left. So um, it was just unfortunate that. Uh, they got those two goals. It should have never happened. We were on our heels, um, and it just wasn't our our best game of soccer last night. And at halftime, the Revs took out Jose Cancelo and Cassio. I know for me, I was a little surprised that they would use two substitutions while they're up at halftime. Uh, for you, Craig, was that something that surprised you, or were you kind of expecting them to make a change like that? Yeah, I was definitely surprised. Cassio, I mean, it's the first time I got to look personally at him this year, and he had played really well offensively, um, defensively. A little shaky at times, especially um, when Jakaev uh, was deep in the box. He had a little trouble defending him there. But overall, I think he played pretty well. And the only thing that I can see maybe of why he was out was uh, because of his fitness. Uh, so that's probably why they put in James. But uh, as for Kinsale, it was definitely one of the best games he's played all year. And I don't see why only one up at halftime, why you'd want to take him out unless there was some kind of nagging injury. You know, especially Dolan being used more as a defensive replacement for him when he had the lead. But, you know, especially after, you know, Pepe got that goal you know, 23 seconds in, I thought he played really well. Yeah, and it, it, it was, I agree with you that Cancelo was one of his best performances of the season so far. And at halftime, taking out the two guys, you'd expect maybe to do that if you're in a deficit. But uh, with, with Steve Nicky, it seems like as long as they're doing well, he seems to keep the same 11 out there on the field. Uh, he hasn't been a guy who's been going to his bench as much as some of the other coaches have. So it, it was kind of a surprising change to me. And seeing, seeing later on, you saw Avery John come in in the 67th minute, and then later on in the game, uh, Andy Dorman went out injured. If that had happened earlier, they would have been forced to play a man down. So that, that was surprising that they would use up all three substitutions that early to me. Uh, but at the end result, you can't complain with a 4-2 victory, and it's great to get a win against a team like the Metro Stars, who, who ha as we said earlier, have been hot so far. Yeah, I mean, Steve Nickel really isn't um, known to sub a lot, especially after last year. He rarely ever subbed, even though when people would like to see, uh, especially in the forward position, um, Pat and Taylor usually never came out unless they got hurt. So this year it's kind of, it's, it's different to see as many substitutions that he's made, but I think part of it is due to the fact that we've had the reserve system. He's, he knows how people can play. Um, guys like, you know, Cano, Connolly getting chances. Um, Brian Latham had a chance earlier this year. Just stuff like that. But overall, I think it's um, it's actually proven to be one of the smarter choices uh, that Steve Nichols made recently, putting in more subs. And wh one of the things uh, about last night's game is three players actually had their first goal for the team. Uh, most of the Revs' offensive production had come in the form of uh, Taylor Twelman, Pat Newton, and Clint Dempsey up to this point. And then you saw Steve Ralston, Jose Cantela, and Jay Heaps all get their first goal. Uh, for a guy like Jay Heaps, who's a defender, how do you decide, uh, Michael, how do you decide how, who goes forward for those corner kicks and set pieces like that and who stays back? Well, Jay's always been good in the air. The guy can fly. Um, uh, he doesn't lose many head balls, so that's why he gets the, the privilege of going up there. And, um, you know, he showed why he's supposed to be up there last night. Um, he got up in the air, beat his man, and it was a great goal. Um, you'll never see a guy like me up there on corner kicks unless we're losing in the 90th minute, maybe. Um, you know, I'll stay back um, with Avery or uh, or Joey or James, somebody uh, who's not as good in the air. And have you ever had any problems uh, on counterattacks when you get cut, when guys get caught forward like that and you only have the two men back there on the set pieces? 
Um, actually, against Columbus, I thought they had a, a good job in the first half of counterattacking us a couple times. Um, we weren't quick enough getting back. We didn't get pressure on the ball. Um, so definitely that's something that we have to be wary of because we're a team that likes to go forward and we need to stay organized when we're on the attack so that uh, you know, we can stuff out those counterattacks when they do occur. And Matt Reese has been having the best season of his career so far. Uh, he's got the best goals against average. He had the best save percentage up until recently, and now he's got the second best. And he's, he's really been one of the stars of the team so far. Um, we're, we're a season where everyone has played well, basically. And it's great to see a guy who's gone from being backup for most of the years to come out and be such a star for the team. Uh, what's it like playing with an experienced guy like that uh, backing you up, and especially against Columbus where there, there were some chances where he came out come up huge for the team? It's, it's just a huge, huge confidence builder um, having Matt right behind you. Um, he's an absolute unbelievable goalkeeper, the best I've ever played with. Um, and it's just his character back there. He's always positive. Um, giving positive support, telling us where to be, who to mark, you know, how far to hold our line, um, just little things to help us out. And then you know, we try and keep the opponents out of uh, the 18 and getting good chances, but when they do, it seems like Matt's always there for us. Um, and you know, if he can't make the save, we feel as a team that it was our fault because you know, Matt doesn't let any soft goals in. So if the other team's scoring goals, they're legit goals, and um, you know it's something that we need to correct as a team in front of Matt. And one one thing that uh, recently against DC last weekend, uh, they gave up a goal in the 10th minute, and then the 12th minute gave up another quick goal, and uh, last night gave up a goal to the Metro Stars, and then gave up another quick goal just a minute later. Uh, what's something to do to avoid a letdown like that right after giving up a goal? I think uh, we just need to let that first goal, you know, go. We don't have to. We don't want to think about it mentally. Um, you know, we just need to sharpen up. Um, we definitely don't want to give up two goals back-to-back -back, um, ever, ever. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that we need to work on as a team, um, just letting that first goal go go away. You know, it's something that's going to happen in a game. Um, but to give up that second goal so quick, it's, it's a real dagger sometimes. Uh, fortunately, we were able to get over it last night. But you know, it's something that, you know, as the season progresses, we definitely need to crack down on or it'll come back to haunt us. And the other game that happened this week uh, was the Wednesday night game against Columbus. Uh, the Revs fell down to a early deficit in that game and then managed to come back and score the three goals and, and win it. Uh, as far as that game, Columbus was one of the bottom of the table teams. Uh, they hadn't been playing that well, but they came out in, in the first 20 or so minutes that caused the Revs' back line some problems. But e even in a game like that where Columbus had some good chances, it's great to see the team, um, even in situations where they're not maybe dominating, pull out a win for me. Oh, yeah, in the first half, you um they're outplayed just a little bit, you know, especially off that first goal. It seems they were just setting back, especially after you know being against DC. It was like, oh, here we go again. But you know, the character came through again. The second half, they came out and they definitely took it to Columbus. You know, um, you know, Clint just played hard the entire game. Pat, he played great. Um, I think Connolly had a great first half. Um, you know, Mike, he played well. So it was just a good, just like another, just like another comeback. And Pat Noonan now the league's leading scorer with eight goals. Uh, with with Twelman out, they, Pat Noonan's really stepped it up. He had the two goals against Columbus. And uh, Dempsey's, uh, after coming back from the national team, his offensive production wasn't as great as it had been before. But recently he had the goal and two assists against Columbus, and and he had the assist last night on the first goal. Uh, is it is it great for the team to have these players that many players like that that can be dangerous? Oh, definitely. I mean, those guys are game changers. Um, you know, they don't have to have their A game for 90 minutes. 
Um, if they have their A game for five minutes and there's a goal right there for us, um, it's just a huge confidence builder to know that you have one of those guys that can change the game uh, at any point during the 90 minutes. Um, Pat's been unbelievable this whole year. Um, just the effort he puts out up front um, you know, just sets the tone for our defense. And um, to have a guy like Clint in our midfield that gets into the box and does the dirty work on defense, um, you know, he's ruthless in the box. He's not afraid of anything, and that's why he's been scoring all those headers. And as far as uh, how well the team's doing, uh, a disadvantage of that comes with uh, Gold Cup call-ups. I'm sure the players like to be called up for that, but as far as hurting the team, you see a guy like Matt Reese who's been so great going. Uh, you see Steve Ralston. You see Taylor, Taylor Swaman who could have been called up if he'd been playing. Uh, Pat Noonan as well as Clint Dempsey. And I, I believe the Revs are the only team with multiple players besides Chicago now that Eddie Johnson was sent back. And how does it, the team work through that, missing all these players? I know they have the reserve league now, and that has helped with depth, but uh, you are missing some key players for games like that. How does the team make sure they can still pull out results with uh, some of those key guys? It's going to be a big obstacle for us, uh, without a doubt. Uh, we have played without those guys before already, um, so you know it's good that uh, players who normally don't get a chance have already got some experience, like Connolly, like Jamie Holmes, Ryan Latham. Um, and so we're just going to have to battle as a team, you know, stick together. We may not, we might not have those game changers like Pat and Clint out there, and so we're going to have to depend on our team as a whole. Um, you know, we can't leave it up to one individual to win the game for us like we can sometimes with uh, those special players on the field. And so, um, you know, it's just going to be a big team effort. We're going to pull together, and uh, we'll be fine. Uh, yes, we don't want to see those guys go but um, that's definitely the biggest honor as a player and we wish them luck um, while they're with the team and some of the other top teams in the league right now you see Dallas who's uh, the top team in the west and a team like that is another team with many threats they have Eddie Johnson Carlos Ruiz and Ronnie O'Brien and they've been able to pull out wins without some of those guys uh, but the, the other team that's been doing well is Los Angeles up until recently and they seem to be more a team that relies on one player and Landon Donovan uh, I, for me, uh, it's great to see a team like the Revs who get great offensive production out of three or four players, and even when those players are out, they still can pull out wins here and there. And uh, I, I just think that's a great thing for the team to have. Well, by far, I mean, Lynn is a great player. So going going into L.A. and you know, with him not going to be there, most likely is is if we're gonna you know give the Revs one up, um, even though we're missing a few players. But the way L.A.'s been playing you know, on the road, you know, they haven't been doing so well. So going into their place, I mean, they still have players. Pete Vianis, great playmaker. Still have Karofsky. He's had national team experience, so he can play at a high level. And their defense, you know, has been pretty stingy as well. well we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back, and we'll take some callers. experience like none other, then why not try the Dean Barrow Sports Complex? With basketball court, turf fields, batting cages, physical therapy, health connection, velocity sports performance, and the DB Fitness Center, it is your first choice in indoor recreational sports facilities. After the game's over, stop by the Trifacta Sports Bar and Lounge. The Trifacta is a sports lounge social club that will give you a panoramic view of the action on the field or the courts below on either side of the facility. Want to feel like a pro? Play on our two Boston Square parquet floors. If hitting is your thing, then the batting cages run year-round by Red Sox catcher Rich Gedman will be your first choice. Keep your game sharp and always be ready 
for the season. If soccer or field hockey is your thing, then play on the same turf field used by professionals. Our fields are perfect for soccer, flag football, lacrosse, and field hockey. We are offering four fields with state-of-the-art surfaces. The Physical Therapy Health Connection has been serving your physical therapy needs for over 20 years. Velocity Sports Performance Training Program teaches you the techniques required to improve speed, strength, power, and agility, flexibility, and endurance. That's the Dana Barrow Sports Complex, 31 Oxford Road, Mansfield, Massachusetts, or check them out on the web at www.danabarrows.com. That's www.danabarrows.com. Or give them a call today at 508-337-3100. That's 508-337-3100. Dana Barrows Sports Complex, an experience like none other. Hey, Kevin, did you see the new minivan Scott got from Dayton Auto Sales? Yeah, it was really nice. Heard he got a good deal on it, too. Go see Charlie at Dighton Auto Sales for your next vehicle. They're at 223 Chase Avenue in Dighton. You can call them at 508-669-6655 or 508-989-7259. They're just a quarter mile south of Dighton Police Department on Route 138. Looking for a part-time job? Well, Domino's in Somerset is hiring part-time delivery specialists. You must have your own car and a good driving record. It's great, and the job is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, and don't forget the employee discount on their delicious pizza. So stop in today at 414 County Street in Somerset and fill out an application. They came from every corner of the country, from small towns and big cities. But they all shared one thing in common. They belonged to a family called Marines. A tough and determined few dedicated to protecting everything we hold sacred. And still, they come. Celebrate the history of those proud few who have earned the title Marine. Whenever the sports fiddle gang hits the road, we hit the road in a Stanley trailer. But Stanley Trailers are reopened, in business for over 20 years. At 56 Fall River Avenue, stop by and see Sophie Stanley at 508-336-4660. It's the best spot in town to get a recreational vehicle for your family. Only a quarter mile east of the Seacon Speedway on Route 6. That's Stanley Trailers, our home away from home for the Sports Journal Live. And a special thanks to King's Towing from Sophie Stanley. Hi everyone, this is Mike Tortolani of Torts Bar and Grill in Seekonk. Did you know that we were just voted the best after work bar in all of Rhode Island and the second best sports bar in Rhode Island? Now the funny thing about that is, we're not even in Rhode Island. We're in Seekonk, Massachusetts. How's that for an honor? We're open daily, 3 p.m. to 1 a.m., Friday, Saturday, Sunday, noon to 1 a.m. And also, don't forget, it's steamer season. We have the best steamers in the area, guaranteed. I guarantee it. If you don't like them, I'll pay for them. Also, don't forget, Torts has the coldest 35-ounce beers that you can taste. Mm-mm-mm. And if you're a baseball fan, and who isn't these days, come by to Torts and check out the Red Sox on their monster pig screen. That's Torts Bar and Grill, 354 River Avenue in Seacon. You are listening to AM 1320 WARL, Attleboro, Providence. 
And now, back to Revolution Recap. Your host, Sean Donahue. Welcome back to uh, Revolution Recap. Joining me in studio is Craig Pion and Revolution Defender Michael Parkhurst. Uh, we're accepting callers now. The numbers are 1401-273-6764 or toll free at 1-866-97, I mean 9275. That's 1-866-854-9275. And I believe you have a caller on the air right now. A uh, caller, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Uh, you're on the air. Um, so, so what did you think of the game last night with the the scary game at down 2-1 and then managed to come back 4-2? Well, where I was sitting, um, it was really intense. I mean, the fans were all the way behind it after they dropped behind through nothing. You could really feel everyone in the stadium try to, you know, give the team a big lift, and they responded very well and came back for three goals in a row. Took the game with a great show. And and with the early goal, um, were you kind of surprised by the? I know we were talking about the subs at halftime earlier. Uh, after the one-all lead at half, were you surprised by the making the two substitutions uh, that quickly into the game? I was, especially uh, Kinsella. He, he just um, seems that he was playing really well in the midfield, really controlling the ball, spraying the passes out well. And for him to come out that early just seemed a little confusing, but I guess the manager knows best as they came back and won. And did you have any questions, uh, Michael Parkers? I did. Um, Michael, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, not too bad, thank you. Uh, I was just wondering, the biggest change that you've seen between uh, playing in college and the pros would be what? Um, speed of play, definitely. Uh, uh, coming from the ACC, I thought you know, that's a very high level of speed of play, um, high level, high level of competitiveness. But um, the MLS is just so, so far above any collegiate level. Um, guys just play real quick, one touch, um, very physical. Everyone's, um, everyone's fast. Everyone's got pace. So you really need to be on your toes at all times. Makes sense. Is, is um, the way that you have to like travel a lot different too, or does that affect the way that you have to play, or is it pretty much irrelevant to the way you play? Um, I don't think it affects the way I play. Um, definitely, the travel is a lot different. Um, traveling cross country rather than uh, you know over to Duke or UNC, um, it definitely takes a toll on your body. Um, unlike college, so it's just something that um, you know I'm trying to deal with here early in the season, and um, I'm sure I'll get better at as the, the season goes on. Um, I was just wondering, what has been your favorite game so far that you've played in the pros? Has there been one, or has it all just been taking it, everything as a good experience? Um, good one. Uh, I think uh, the best one so far is probably the uh, the opening home game against Columbus. Um, you know, it being my first home game, um, as well as the the team performance that we just came out there and totally dominated for 90 minutes. Um, you know, that was just a great feeling to be out there on the field. For the first time, and for have the to have the team play so well. And I was just wondering another thing: Have you think that the fans have taken to you as well as you thought, or has it been a bigger reaction to you than you thought you would get? Because I know around a lot of the people I talked to, they're saying that you're probably one of the best defenders you've had around here already, and it's only your first year. So we're really proud of you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, the fan support's been great. Um, you know, everybody's real knowledgeable about soccer, and you know, we really appreciate that. Uh, you know, when we go out there and to see everyone come over to New York, um, that was something. That was for me the first time to see the fans walk down holding up their banners. Um, that was something real special. Just shows you the pride that um, everybody has up here in New England for the Revolution. And you know we really appreciate that as players to have that fan support. So uh, the fans have been absolutely great. 
Oh, one last one. Uh, was it nice coming back to New England to play, or were you not really concerned where you played? Or um, definitely at heart, uh, I wanted to come to New England. I mean, obviously, I would have you know, been pleased to be anywhere in MLS, but um, to say I didn't want to be in New England would be uh, not true. Um, so definitely, it was a great homecoming. Um, glad to be back home. You know, with friends and family that I haven't been with for a while, and to be able to play in front of a home home team where uh, you know I grew up, it's just been fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thanks for calling. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. And um, for you, as you were saying, uh, it was great to come back home. Uh, was it tough making the decision to go to IMG Soccer Academy and be away from home that early, and then later on to go to Wake Forest and be that far away from home? Uh, definitely. Um, I went down to IMG Soccer Academy in Florida um, when I was 13. So that was a very tough decision. Um, one that you know, me and my family made only within a couple weeks, um, right before the start of my ninth grade. Um, it was just a quick decision, one that I knew that would affect the rest of my life. Um, you know, I quit all other sports to go down there and just focus on soccer. And um, it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, who knows if I'd be in the position I am right now if I hadn't gone down there. So you know, I'm very glad that I had the opportunity and took it. And as far as Wake Forest, were there other schools you were looking at? And, and what made you choose that one over any of the other ones? Um, there are a few other schools, uh, mostly here in the Northeast with Brown, uh, St. John's, Connecticut, um, uh, Clemson, South Carolina. Um, I chose Wake um, probably because um, just the combination of academics and uh, soccer. Obviously, the team there at Wake is um, tremendous. Uh, we were ranked you know, number one in the country going into NCAA tournament two out of the three years I was there. Um, and then their academics is you know, just below Ivy League. So you know, to get the combination of that um, you know, with the scholarship was just something I couldn't pass up. And then come draft day, uh, how was that experience finding out that you were drafted by the Revs and, and then later on seeing James Riley, your teammate, drafted by the Revs? Uh, definitely one of the best days of my life so far. Um, just unbelievable um, sitting there in Baltimore. Didn't really know if I was going to be in L.A. or you know Ohio or Boston. Um, so it was a little nerve-wracking for me and my family. But um, things couldn't have worked out any better. Um, like as you said, with James coming here, um, that was just you know sugar on top, really. Um, you know to have a teammate here, um, just somebody you're comfortable with, played next to for three years, it was just great. And then it said uh, you'd been a fan of the team and attended their opening game. How did that come about? And when was that, did that make it even better to be drafted by the home team? Definitely. Um, you know to grow up here watching the team. Um, you know from the beginning with Alexi and Mike Burns. Um, you know, guys going way back, Sawatsky and, I don't know, a bunch of old guys in there. But um, um, just to come back here and uh, be playing for that team that I grew up watching, it's just a dream come true. And uh, as far as when you were a fan, the team wasn't having their best of times, uh, struggling to make the playoffs. And now this year they're in their most successful season ever. How is that like to be part after watching the team struggle through those years, being part of the most successful season they've ever had? Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, we owe it to the fans. I know that firsthand. Um, you know, the fans have been loyal, um, and we just owe it to them to have a good season. We owe it to ourselves, our coaching staffs, um, and we're working our butts off every day in training, and it's starting. To sh it's showing on the field. Then coming into the preseason, uh, as far as the coaching staff, you have Steve Nichol, who's a great defender back at Liverpool, and then 
uh, some of the veterans who were there. You had uh, Carlos Jumosa who was there at that point. Uh, was it great to be able to learn under players like that and very experienced people like that? Absolutely. Um, to have Carlos there in preseason, um, just um, to have conversations with him, just to watch him play. Um, you can learn so much from a guy like him with the, all the experience that he has. Um, you know, just to sit back and watch how he deals with forwards and their pace or their physicalness. Um, it's just, you know, you can learn so much from, you know, just, just watching. It's unbelievable. And so, you know, he gave me a great deal of confidence, um, you know, before the season even started. And with, with the team, the coaching staff seems to be pretty divided. They have Steve Nichol, who was a defender, and then they have Paul Mariner, uh, the, the, who was the forward, as well as David Vinoli, the goalkeeping coach. Uh, do you think that's a, a good thing to have players who are experienced in every position up in the coaching staff? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, it's great to have uh, coaches that were professional players. They know um, what a, a season is like, and they know that you know, we need time off or when we need to go harder. Um, just little things like that that they know through experience that helps the team out a lot. And at the international level, as we were talking about earlier, Carlos Mosa, uh, did he give you any advice uh, from his experience internationally uh, and with, with the thoughts of maybe you being an international in the future? Uh, no, we didn't really talk about that. Um, you know, I don't want to look into the future that much. Um, playing, obviously, playing for the national team would be a dream come true and uh, the ultimate honor. But um, you know, I just want to make my imprint right now with the Revolution, and uh, you know, hopefully that'll come up in the future. And as far as height-wise, you're not the tallest center back, and center back, a lot of center backs are more uh, taller and imposing than you are. How is it that you make sure height doesn't become a disadvantage for you? Well, you just try and not get in situations um, that is going to hurt what your negatives, really. Um, I don't know. Um, it's just a different style of defending, really. Um, you know, you try and just block out players. Um, you don't necessarily have to win a head ball. Um, you kind of just have to prevent them from winning it, um, especially in the box. You know, if you can just disrupt them a little bit, then um, it's to your advantage. And, and now with the rest of the defense, you've had either Jay Heaps, and then on the left side, either Avery John or Joey Francino. Is it great playing with experienced guys like that? And does that, does that help you make the transition uh, from cause for, for professionally easier? Absolutely. Um, you know, if I was back there with a couple rookies and me being, you know, a rookie, it would be difficult. But um, to have those guys with the experience that they have, um, they know all the other forwards. So they, you know, they pass on information about them to me. And it's just great to have uh, their confidence right next to me. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back with some more Revolution Recap. Hi, this is Scott McPherson from the Sports Journal Live to tell you about my friends at Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic. Whether you're involved in a sports injury like I was or involved in a motor vehicle accident, Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic will get you back on the road to recovery. The specialists at Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic in Somerset are the area's leaders in physical, occupational, and speech therapy and can help you get through the recovery process with first-rate attention and care. Clifton specializes in sprains and strains, hand and wrist splinting, stroke and neurological rehab, as well as post-surgical rehabilitation. For more information on Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic, 
call 508-675-7589 or visit them on the web at cliftonhealthcare.com. That's Clifton Outpatient Rehabilitation Clinic, your first stop on the road to recovery. Whether it's a major sports injury or that pain in your knee that's becoming more than just a pain in your knee, Coastal Orthopedics is with you every step of the way. The friendly doctors at Coastal Orthopedics will help get you back to a normal lifestyle. ACL rehabilitation, scoliosis, shoulder arthroscopy, knee ligament injuries, knee arthroscopy, rotator cuff injuries, to total knee replacement. Coastal Orthopedics has three convenient locations to serve you, two in Fall River and one in New Bedford. If you're an athlete with an injury, Coastal Orthopedics is your first choice for top quality care. And the doctors at Coastal Orthopedics understand you don't need to be an athlete to need the best in orthopedic care. So if you have an injury, think of Coastal Orthopedics, 235 Hanover Street and 1030 President Avenue in Fall River and 84 Grape Street in New Bedford. 508-646-9525. Coastal Orthopedics, with you every step of the way. Now, it's the wild car blowout. The fattest car sale ever. You, you, and you, baby. Are you tired of all that? You know, if you and your family need a car, use caution because some dealers just miss the mark a little. At Saturn or Seacock on Route 44, we take the hassle out of your car buying experience. At Saturn of Seacock, it's extremely easy. We give you our best price the very first time. No haggling, no hassling. It's honest up front. It's the Saturn of Seacock way. And now we're open Sundays, too, to fit your schedule and make it even easier. Plus, extra help if your credit isn't perfect. Call Saturn of Seacock at 1-888-350-1534. Plus, come to Massachusetts and we finance your sales tax. Call 1-888-350-1534. Saturn of Seacom, Route 44, number one. So bye, bye, bye. Now you got to admit, you must be tired. So call 1-888-350-1534 for Saturn of Seacom, a Herb Chambers quality dealership. You are listening to AM 1320 WARL, Attleboro, Providence. And now, back to Revolution Recap, your host, Sean Donahue. Welcome back to Revolution Recap. We're here in the studio with uh, Craig Pion and Revolution Rookie Defender, Michael Parkers. And uh, once again, the phone numbers are 1-401-273-6764 locally or 1-866-854-9275. And uh, Michael, we were talking earlier, uh, as far as coming in and starting right away, getting thrown right into the center back position, was that difficult? And were you hope was, was that something you were expecting, or did that kind of come as a little bit of a surprise? Um, I don't know. It was something that um, you know I definitely wanted to do um, coming in here. I just wanted to earn a position as quick as possible, um, just to get on the field and um, you know help contribute to my team. Um, I think it was a little bit of a surprise that it happened so quick. Um, it was fortunate for me, um, the circumstances. Um, and it was something that, you know, gave me a lot of confidence to know that, um, you know, Steve would put me in there in the mix, um, you know, so soon. All right, Mike, uh, what do you think has been the key to success for both the team and yourself so far with the Revs? Um, 
the reason why we're winning is just uh, you know we're putting putting out all the effort in practice, um, and I think one of the biggest things is team chemistry. Um, you know, we we formed it as a team really quick in preseason. Uh, we came together. A lot of um, you know, a lot of that credit is due to the coaching staff and the veterans um, who brought us rookies into the into the team and um, into the team you know concepts real quick. And um, you know, we just go out there and play hard defense. Um, you know, team defense, and that leads to our offense. Really, um, you know, we just go out there and battle for each other because we don't want to let the guy next to us down and uh, I think that's why we're having so much success. What, what does it take for you know the coaching staff to get you know everyone on the same page chemistry wise you know with you know rookies coming in and guys coming over from other teams and you know um, especially this year with the expansion draft players going out to them how did what do they do to get you all gel together? Um, it's definitely a, a tough circumstance um, you know especially with you know age differences and um, you know guys different experience level um, you know, the coach can only do so much in training, and the rest of it's got to be in the locker room, um, just veterans. And, um, you know, that's why we were able to form, you know, guys just like Matt Reese, um, Jay Heaps, you know, Shaw Reed, just really um, real funny in the locker room, bringing the guys together, um, you know, always telling jokes, being, um, you know, just comical guys. And it just lightens the mood and, um, you know, helps us rookies, you know, feel more as a team. As far as the team this year, uh, they've had a few players who have played every minute of every game, and you've been one of them, Matt Reese, uh, Jay Heaps, as well as Shari Joseph. Is, is it, a, is it great to have, uh, as far as the other positions changing a lot, is it great to have those constants when these guys go out to the national team? Definitely. Um, you know, to have as many constants as possible is great, um, you know, especially to have two players that you know, I'm in close contact with um, at all times, being Jay and Shari. Um, you know, we have a little bit of a comfort zone. Um, you know, we talk to each other all the time. And we know where each other's going to be. We know our tr- each other's strengths and weaknesses. And um, to have those guys in the lineup every day is, um, you know, it's great for me. And the team this year has the best defensive record so far in the league. Uh, what, what does that mean to you, and, and who is that a credit to? Um, it's a credit to our whole team, that's for sure. Um, you know, the defense starts up top, like I said, with uh, Pat and Taylor. Um, you know, whoever's up there, whether it be Kano or Connolly, whoever it is, you know, forcing them down one side, and then um, you know our midfield takes over from there. Um, Shawree is obviously a great presence to have in the defensive mid. Um, you know, he doesn't take anything from anybody, and it's nice to have uh, an enforcer type player right there in front of me. Um, you know, and obviously Matt's having a, a great season in the back, so it's really been a team effort. And it's something that we take great pride in, um, you know, looking at the, the standings and seeing that we have the least goals allowed. Um, you know, that's just a, a credit to our team. And this year there's already been uh, several players that have missed games. Steve Ross has missed some games. Uh, Twelman's been missing games recently. Uh, Pat Noonan missed a few games. And Clint Dempsey missed a few games. Uh, is it good to have, uh, at this point, some players have gotten in and gotten experience, like James Riley, for example, Ryan Latham has seen some time. Is it good to have players like that who, now that when you know you're going to be missing players, that you have people that are have some professional experience? Exactly. Um, you know, it might hurt us for that game to have a guy like Steve Ralston out, but it's definitely going to help us in the future and down the line um, to get those guys experience. Um, you know, especially now that we hit this Gold Cup run, um, you know, playing without those veterans. Um, you know, those rookies like myself and James and Ryan Latham. 
know, guys that don't see a lot of time are going to have to come in and uh, really pick up their level of play and uh, help the team get some points while uh, the veterans are away. And with the team uh, coming into the season, they've had guys like Cassio who are predicted starters, and then uh, he got injured and Marsh Leonard held on to the spot, and then Joe, Jose Cancelo was the starter for a while, and then he got injured and Andy Dorman held him to the spot, but now Jose Cancelo has that back. Uh, is that great to have the competition at the spots like that, where in years past the team hasn't been deep enough to have some competition like that? Um, absolutely. That's definitely one of the our keys to success, I think, um, you know, in training. Everyone knows that their their position on the field isn't secure, and that you know you need to fight for your spot day in and day out, or someone else will take it. And um, you know that's why we're pushing each other in training, and that's why training's been you know so tough, and uh, we can only go for so long each day, and we get a lot of days off. Um, you know, we just push each other to the max, and um, that's why we've been so competitive on the field. You know, coming back from deficits when we've had to. And as far as the practices this year, who are some of the new players that uh, you've been impressed by that you think could step up and play an important role where these players are gone with the national team? Um, I think uh, you know, Jamie Holmes, Ryan Latham. Um, I think you know with those, with um, you know with Taylor out and uh, with Pat going to be out, um, you know Kano's done I think a, a good job up top, um, especially you know coming from Bermuda where you know it's not a real high level of soccer. To be coming over here in the U.S., I mean, it's not—it's not an easy situation for a guy like that. You know, the league is, you know, unbelievably different, very physical, and you know, he's only played a couple games. He's getting used to the the atmosphere. Um, you know, Connolly Adosian—he's going to be an impact player for us. You know, at some point, and he's got great skill. He just needs experience, um, and luckily, with these guys gone, these guys are going to get that experience. So it's definitely going to help us down the line. Well, I, I know that you're hoping that um, all these guys coming in are going to be playing well, and you know, just um, we'll we'll just say that you know they play spectacular. You guys haven't lost a game during this Gold Cup stretch, and you now all of a sudden you got you know Pat Newton coming back and Clint and Raleigh coming back, and Taylor's healthy. So what what happens then? Um, I think uh, you know everybody knows their role on the team. Um, you know, when those guys come back, you know, everybody expects them if they're healthy to be in the lineup. Um, so, you know, guys who will fill in now and, um, you know, work for a spot on the team and in 18 or in the starting 11, um, you know, that way they get the coaches, you know, respect and, um, you know, the coach can have confidence in them later in the season. But I think, um, you know, when those guys from the Gold Cup come back, you know, if they're healthy, if they're not, you know, worn down, then, you know, we'd obviously expect them to be in the lineup and contributing. Where you see a guy like Avery John, who was the starter, and then he went out for a few national team call-ups, and then Jordy Francino seemed to play well on that spot and, and uh, keep it even when he came back. Uh, well, as far as these gold cup call-ups, you don't see something like that possibly happening? Um, you know, it's always a possibility. Um, you know, Joey's a little different situation. He's our captain. Um, you know, he had been out with an injury. Um, you know, and with Avery gone, it gave Joe an opportunity to win back his spot. And, um, you know, he's a great player with a ton of experience. So I think that's a little different situation than, say, like um, you know, a Ryan Latham or uh, Jamie Holmes or you know, Connolly coming in for you know, a Taylor Twelman or a Steve Ralston or something like that. So, um, you know, it's definitely going to be great for, um, you know, fighting for positions. But, um, you know, obviously we would expect uh, the best players to be on the field, whoever that is. And as far as the captain this year, uh, Shari Joseph was the captain for the first 
uh, several games this season, and then it switched to Joey Franchino. Uh, what, what different styles do those two bring as, as captains? Um, you know, Shawry's a little more vocal. Um, you know, he'll get on you or the other team. You know, he'll he'll stick up to the referee, and you know, he'll put a, a bruising on somebody. And um, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, Joe can definitely put a bruising on somebody as well. But um, he's more of a guy that um, you know, he's not real loud. But when he says something, it means a lot. Um, he's obviously always there for a teammate. Um, you know, he was there for me against Columbus. You know, you know when I gave Buttle the ball, and you know, Joe was there to clean it, clean it off the line. You know, that's just something that captain's there for you. Um, you know, and he's got all my confidence in the world. And with a guy like Shari Joseph uh, playing in some games with a broken nose, is that really an inspiration to see him playing through the pain and having trouble breathing and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's just unbelievable, really. Um, you know, he holds our team together. Um, one of the most important aspects of our team, for sure. Um, he's just a glue between um, our offense and our defense, and, um, you know, we owe a lot of our success to him. But well, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be back with some more Revolution Recap. for a late model, one-owner automobile, then why not stop by Matthew Auto Sales? On Route 6 in Somerset, you're the area's first choice in late model, one-owner automobile. Family-owned business for over 40 years, Matthew Auto Sales also has auto glass repair, auto body, and towing services. Come by and see Richie about the good buy of them. That's Matthew Auto Sales on Route 6 in Somerset, or check them out at www.matthewauto.com or give them a call at 508-678-9033. That's 508-678-9033. And make sure to bring Oscar the doggy. If you're looking for a great place to go after a long day at work, then McFadden's is the place for you. Located at 52 Pine Street in downtown Providence, McFadden's is the spot to be every night of the week. McFadden's has over 40 TVs to go along with great food and a great atmosphere. Next time you book a party for business or pleasure, make sure to check out McFadden's luxurious pearl room with its giant projection television and a state-of-the-art cigar bar. So put some excitement in your day and head to McFadden's at 52 Pine Street, downtown Providence. You are listening to AM 1320 WARL, Attleboro, Providence. And now, back to Revolution Recap, your host, Sean Donahue. Welcome back to Revolution Recap. We're here with Craig Pine and Revolution Defender Michael Parkhurst. On this segment, we'll talk a little bit about the upcoming game and then we'll talk a little bit about the Gold Cup coming up in uh, Foxborough. And, and the, the upcoming game against Los Angeles Galaxy, uh, the Reds will be without several players due to the national team call-ups, but Los Angeles will be without Landon Donovan, their big star. And what, what is that as far as uh, marking-wise, covering a guy like Landon Donovan, what does that mean to not have him in the lineup? Well, it's obviously going to make our life a little easier, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, you know, Landon's one of the premier players in the, in the U.S., so... You know, to not have him on the field, um, you know, it's definitely going to make our life a little easier. 
Um, not to say that it's going to be easy because they definitely have guys, you know, in Karofsky, in uh, Peter Vaganis, you know, the guys just have a world of experience. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge. And Los Angeles, uh, recently, they, they got up to a great start of the season. Recently, some of the results uh, haven't been as good. They lost 3 uh, nothing to San Jose last night. Uh, is, is, are you glad to see them on a losing streak, or do you think that might be more of a trap thing uh, where they might be more looking for a win in a game like that? Um, you know, it's, it's a tough situation. Um, you know, I think definitely they're going to want to come out and um, get a victory, especially being at home. Um, the game's already it's been sold out for a couple weeks now, we've been told. So, um, you know, they're not going to want to lose in front of a home crowd on July 4th weekend. So, um, you know, we're going to have a, you know, it's going to be a big fight for us. You know, we're going to have to come out and play an A game. Um, you know, we're not going to be able to come out there and play as poorly as we did last night and still get a victory. So do you guys have, like, a certain game plan going in, or are you just going to keep playing the way you guys are? Um, we're just going to keep going as we are. Um, you know, Coach Nickel doesn't change anything to other teams you know we don't change our formation or our tactics based on other teams uh we just go out there and implement our game on them and uh force them to change to us and andy dorman left the game last night uh injured do you know the extent of his injury and uh what, what would the team's plans be uh if he was not available for, for the game against los angeles with Clint dempsey out um i don't know for sure the extent of the injury um by the time i got in the locker room after signing um, autographs outside. Uh, most of the guys were already gone, so I, I don't know for sure. I haven't talked to Andy since it happened. Um, as far as I know, it's nothing serious. Um, but obviously, that would be a big blow to our team um, without Clint in there. Um, you know, we would have guys um, like Connolly would probably step in and play. Um, you know, centrally, um, you know, Luke Vercoloni can step in and play in the midfield. So, um, you know, if he's out, we'll deal with it. But um, you know, I don't expect him to be out of that game. And with the team having some big games coming up uh, against the top two teams in the West, they got Los Angeles and then back to Chicago and then uh, against Dallas, who's been the, the uh, top team in the West. Uh, what, what does the team want to do in games like that where they're missing players and they're playing some of the better teams? Um, it's going to be a tough stretch for us. Uh, we want to get as, as many points as possible headed into uh, All-Star Weekend. Um, but we're not going to go over to other teams' place and play for a tie just because we're missing a couple players. Um, you know, we feel we're good enough where we can go out and um, you know take three points on the road, even without some of our top guys. Um, you know, Taylor should be back. Um, you know, pretty soon. Um, you know, we have Kano up top, um, James and and uh, Marshall. You know, we have out wide. So these these are guys that have experience. So it's not like we're a depleted team 100%. Um, so we're going to go out there and try and get three points every time. And, and as far as reserve games, I, I know some of the reserve games, the team has been missing so many players, they've had to uh, bring in some other players. Uh, they've gotten that far down the depth chart. Do you know if the team has any trialists uh, they're looking at right now? Um, I don't. Um, I know that the, um, there was a training session today for reserves, and there were a, a couple trialists in there. But, um, again, they could be um, just in for a, a reserve game tomorrow. Um, so I don't know for sure. Um, we haven't had any uh, trialists in recently, uh, long term. And as far as some of the positions, the uh, team seems to be very deep in uh, some of the wings and at uh, forward and a lot of the other positions. But one of the positions, uh, your position, center back, uh, losing Carlos Mimosa, uh, you've done very well and earned the starting spot. But there doesn't really seem to be a true backup. 
for you at center back or anything to happen to you and do you know if the team's looking to bring in anyone in case of anything like that well knock on wood hopefully nothing will but um you know i'm sure coaches um you know always looking for good good players out there um you know, they've been searching for a defender for a long time they brought in trialists earlier in the year um so i'm sh i'm sure this search will continue um you know but we have guys like avery that can play in the back um you know joe or jay um shall we can slide back so um you know we have options in the past several years the team has gotten very far made it to the final in 2002 the eastern conference final uh, the next year and then all the way to penalty kick from the eastern conference final last year uh, do you think this team finally has it takes to get over that edge and win it all this year Hopefully, um, you know, I think that uh, you know if we stay healthy, um, if we stay focused, then uh, we're definitely going to be one of the teams to beat um, come playoff time. It's just a matter of um, you know peaking at the right time in playoffs and um, getting a little lucky because um, a championship run you always need a little bit of luck. And as far as uh, crowd sizes, early on in the season, the, the home opener didn't that get that great attendance, and then they had some bad weather games that. I didn't have that great attendance, at. but last night there, were, there was a good crowd on hand. And does it make it, is it great to have uh, that many fans out there supporting you? And while you're playing, does that give the team a boost? Um, absolutely. Um, the crowd last night was fantastic, um, extremely loud at some points, um, and that's just um, great to hear on the field. Um, you know, it definitely gives you a little more confidence, uh, a little more a bigger energy boost. Um, and, you know, you don't want to lose in front of, you know, a great crowd of 18,000 or something like that. So, you know, you owe it to your fans to come out there and uh, give it all you have and have a good performance. And uh, coming up at the uh, for at Gillette Stadium, we have a doubleheader for the Gold Cup, uh, U.S. versus uh, Costa Rica on the 12th, as well as Canada versus Cuba. And then uh, that weekend there's a triple header where they have uh, the, the quarterfinals and then uh, followed by a Revs game, uh, Revs versus Dallas. And uh, we talked to, last night there was a press conference with uh, Michael Preston, the U.S. national team press officer, and he's going to be on this show next week. And uh, we'll give you a little preview for that show. We have the press conference from last night and uh, Michael Preston talking about the upcoming Gold Cup. Gillette Stadium, as you know as well, hosted games two years ago for the tournament and has been a very successful venue for not only the Gold Cup but for the U.S. men's national team. Um, the games will be on Tuesday the 12th of July when we have USA against Costa Rica at 7 o'clock and then at 9 o'clock we have Canada against Cuba. Obviously, as Taylor mentioned, the U.S. team has a lot of interest with the Revolution players. Uh, Matt Reese could be eligible for making his debut. Um, he could, of course, make it a few days earlier in Seattle when the U.S. plays. And also, the Canada-Cuba game has Revolution interest, we hope, with uh, Felix Brignon, uh, who's, who's part of the Canadian squad, a part of their 23-man squad. And I think the great thing about that Canada-Cuba game is Frank Yallop has a young squad that he selected. They can't qualify for the next World Cup uh, in 2006 in Germany. So, no, he's looking this very, at this very much as being an opportunity to, to blood his side for the future. And Canada, of course, can't be counted out. They won the tournament a few years ago. So, uh, you know, Canada, Cuba, Costa Rica, US, I think we've got four good teams coming here for the, for the group games. The quarterfinals then will be at 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock on July the 16th when things get a little complicated in terms of working out who will be playing. The runner-up from Group B, which is the US, Costa Rica, Canada, Cuba group will play at 1 o'clock against the winner of Group A, which could be Honduras, Panama, Trinidad and Tobago or Colombia. So obviously we could see a very good quality game there. 
uh, in the first quarter final. And then at 4 o'clock, the winner of Group B of the US group uh, will play the third place in either Group A or Group C. So that throws Mexico, South Africa, Guatemala and Jamaica into the mix. So uh, we'll have quite a, quite a good, good couple of semi-finals, or quarter-finals for you on the Saturday. And that's followed by a revolution game against the Dallas, uh, FC Dallas which obviously two of the top teams in the league right now. So if you're writing about it, a good opportunity for people to come to Gillette Stadium, that's the day, a triple header, Gillette Stadium, three quality games. And as we talked about earlier, the next game for the Revs is away at Los Angeles Galaxy. That game is at 10 p.m. It can be seen live on Fox Sports New England. Uh, then the Revs are away at Chicago on July 9th. And then their next home game is part of the Gold Cup triple header with SC Dallas, that should be a great game to, to go to, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm pumped to go. I can't wait. And we've got to wrap things up here now. Uh, we'll, we're here every week from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, RevolutionRecap.com. You can get the latest archives and, uh, and the, the listen live, and I'll, I'll pass guests with some more info on the show, and you can get the latest Rev news at AnyRevs.com. And I'd like to thank Craig for joining me today, and I, I'd like to thank uh, Michael Parkers for coming out here at the studios and joining me today. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.